Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. Before we meet today's uh, Wednesday Wisdom guest, we want to give a shout out to our two podcast partners, We Coach and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. These are two great organizations that you should really be a part of. So check out the Global Community of Women in High School Sports and We Coach. And now let's have a quick word from our podcast sponsors. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com, and they're going to show you how to set up and sell tickets online at your school. They'll show you how to scan the attendees that come to your games and collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll also show you how to set up and sell tickets for things like school dances, school plays and concerts, even graduation. That's hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Snap, uh, Snap Mobile for their support of the podcast. Go to onsnap.com. Com. That's onsnap.com and check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. SnapRaise is their fundraising platform and our coaches have used SnapRaise with great success and you can too. There's even an option to get your funding before you even start your fundraiser. SnapSpend is their secure uh, money management platform. Snap Store allows you to order custom spirit gear for everybody in your program. Snap Connect is their multilingual family engagement platform. And Snap Manage will help you design an entire website for your athletic department. You can find it all at onsnap, that's onsnap.com. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors and coaches are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. Go to Gipper.com and tell them you heard about it on the podcast. Use our code ADPOD10, that's ADPOD10, and get 10% off. Start creating custom-branded content for your school's social media channel. That's Gipper.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to Huddle.com. Huddle is how the world sees sports. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to help their athletes play better. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just loved the Smart cameras, the mobile apps. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Go to huddle.com and you're going to find tools that will help your teams and athletes play at their highest level. And Huddle will provide you with a professional-grade solution for the challenges you and your coaches face. Go to huddle.com. We believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to say thank you to Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration. But Final Forms is so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. They've got reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and 
all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final forms can also help your coaches with attendance and communication. And for athletic directors, final forms can help you with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake and get started with the Final Forms team. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve every aspect of your athletic department. At my schools, we use surveys for just about everything, for teachers, for coaches, for kids, and for parents. And the information that we collected was almost always over-the-top positive, and it'll be the same for you. But surveys also allow that squeaky wheel parent to vent a little bit. And sometimes they'll share a small issue that you can address and keep it from turning into a big issue because you didn't know about it because you hadn't done a survey. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive, indoor scoring tables and video boards. You know, we've got a Sideline Interactive indoor scoring table in our gym, and it's just tremendous. You know, we use it for home games, of course, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and their customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. They're not only going to generate income for your department, but also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com or email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. And we want to say thanks to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles and their library of templates. It'll allow you to display your school's record boards for all your sports in a really cool way, and also your school's Hall of Fame. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them help you recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present, and showcase your school's diverse history along with your proudest moments. You can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com, uh, but go to their website, vitalsignswalloffame.com, to learn more about their great products. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, we're back visiting today with, um, I, I guess, one of the co-founders of this uh, segment, uh, Betsy Butterick. She's the communication coach. Uh, she did our very first Wednesday Wisdom, actually came up with the name for this uh, series. And now she's back uh, for, gosh, I guess this is the fourth uh, time. Uh, if you don't know, you know, Betsy's a, 
uh, former college athlete, college coach, and now she shares her wisdom and her skills in the area of uh, effective communication for athletes, for coaches, for you know, Fortune 500 companies. Um, you know, we're very blessed to have her uh, on our podcast. So, Betsy, uh, what do you have for our listeners this week on Wednesday Wisdom? Thanks, Jake. Always good to be back with you. Um, and I'm hoping four times the charm as far as value that I'm able to provide for the audience today. I always like whenever possible to bring in recent experiences. And so today I want to share part of a conversation I had with a coach this morning. And one of the first things that this coach said when we got on the phone is she said, Bets, um, I want to talk with you because I'm about to have three of the toughest conversations in my career. And this is someone that's been in their respective sport for 15 plus years. And after she started to explain the situation, I understood why. The situation happened to be that there were certain members of the program that she was going to need to cut, not because um, they hadn't accepted their roles or they were causing problems, simply because in order for the program to take the next step forward, this is something that they needed to do. They needed to be able to raise the caliber of practice and play. Um, these individuals had readily accepted that they were never going to play and were quite comfortable in that space. And yet the evolution of the program necessitated that she make some changes. And right away, empathy kicked in, you know, like this is really hard to do because oftentimes the biggest thing that we ask of, of student athletes or of coworkers or peers, if you're talking from an athletic director perspective, is for people to own their role and do it well. And these individuals had done that. And I said to this coach, I said, I think one of the more connective things that you can do as you have these individual conversations is to relay what you told me, that in your entire career, these are the most difficult conversations you've ever had to have. That and then separating out these individuals as people and the qualities of their character from the need to move in a different direction skill-wise and within their respective sport. It's, I mean... I don't envy this individual having those conversations at all. And I also expressed, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that they get to hear this from you because you've put in the time over time to really not just to say, but to show how much you care about them as people. And we talked about different options, you know, can they stay on as a manager? Can we help them find a new home in terms of transferring? And I think that whether it's as an athletic director needing to, to let someone go, or supporting a coach who's maybe cutting down their roster size, can we be in it with them? Can we acknowledge the hard thing instead of simply trying to deliver the bad news well or make it as easy as possible? Like, can we be in it with them and say, this is really hard and very challenging and this is why I need to make this decision and also close with, how can I support you in this new reality? Yeah, those are, uh, without a doubt, you know, some tough conversations uh, that, that coaches, you know, primarily coaches, but certainly ADs would have them, you know, in, in their world. And uh, you hit it on the head, you know, the the kids or the student athletes, whatever the age, whether it's high school or college, you know, they've accepted their roles, they're working hard, you know, they, they just want to be a part of the team. And right. in the life of a team, you know, sometimes that's okay, but, you know, uh, let's face it, you know, we're trying to put the best product out there, whether it's the best band or the best choir or the best soccer team. And at, at some point, you know, the, the best people are going to be there because it's a team focus. It's not, you know, about that individual. We hurt, we feel for them, but uh, yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. Very, very tough uh, conversations. Yeah. 
The other thing that I'll bring into today, Jake, is um, yesterday I had the privilege of having a conversation with a retired Navy SEAL. And this individual had, I believe, served for 16 years and then trained SEALs and now has his own corporation um, doing adventure training and resilience training for some of our elite athletes, especially in extreme sports, but also working with corporations and organizations. And a mutual friend had put us in touch. And part of what I wanted to understand was there's an individual athlete that I support who has this idea of what it means to be elite. And so I thought, gosh, if I can talk with someone who's really walked in those shoes in a, in a different context, might I learn something about you know, what it means to be elite and how this individual separate from performance can have an elite mindset, can be an elite communicator, can be an elite teammate. One of the fascinating things from our conversation was this individual was telling me about some work he'd done with, I believe, um, the USA rugby team. And he said, you know, the first time I was with them for a match, they're in the tunnel and they're, you know, opening and closing their fists and they're so hyped up before the game. And I had to tell them afterwards, guys, that's a complete waste of energy. And he said, when I think about my time as a SEAL and even training SEALs, in order to respond and to maximize the moment, and he said, sometimes that's all you get, one breath, one moment in which to respond or take the necessary action. He said, all of that hype is draining or depleting your, your energy, your reserves. So if you're on a full field sprint and you're two strides away from catching and tackling someone, you're not gonna have that energy because you burned it in the tunnel beforehand. And he said, if I'm on the chopper and I don't actively need to be monitoring something, I'm resting. He said, I'm either sleeping if I can or I'm at least shutting down my body to a restorative state so that I can conserve the energy that I have. And I think oftentimes when we work with teams, especially when it's big games, they think they either need to be super hyped or you have to feel cool and calm in order to be quote unquote ready. And he said, you know, the middle ground really is the truest path forward of can you be energy conscious? And instead of being one way or another, can you occupy a space where you do feel a little nerves or a little anxiety and recognize that as readiness instead of something that keeps you from performing at your best? Uh, again, you, you always hit it right on the head, but um, I'm going to put you on the spot now for yeah. that athletic director, that coach that's listening, um, you know, and, and they have that, whether it's a big game or that big meeting or whatever it is, that big thing coming up. Uh, certainly from my era, you know, it was, you know, get psyched up, uh, you know, get ready yeah. to go. What are some suggestions uh, from the communication coach for that AD or that coach to maximize their energy, physical and emotional, uh, to do their best in that meeting. You got anything for yeah. us? I do. And it's funny you mentioned, you asked that question, Jake, because another conversation I had with a different coach this morning, um, she is speaking to her sport organization. She was asked to present 50 minutes on the main stage. And I was like, that's awesome. You know, how are you feeling about this? And we went through a variety of emotions and things that have come up for her. And, um, one of the things I said, can I offer some advice, the best piece of speaking advice I was ever given? She said, absolutely. And I said, the audience doesn't know what you don't tell them. So you might have a plan of exactly what you want to say and all your different bullet points. And if you miss something, you might think, oh my gosh, like I failed or like that was embarrassing. They don't know what you don't tell them. So, so roll with whatever comes up in the moment. The other concern that she had was, you know, I'm worried that I'm going to tell them things that they already know. And I said, okay, if that's a fear, go ahead and name it. Like in the beginning, in your opening, you can say, you know, much of coaching is why reinvent the wheel when you can steal. So much of what you might see today isn't necessarily new 
what I hope I can offer is some insight into how we put these non-new pieces together to equate to a winning strategy for our program. So for the 80s out there, for the coaches out there that are maybe speaking and perhaps a little bit nervous, I'd say one, you know what you know. And the minute that you can stop thinking about what are they going to think about me and instead think about how can I give what I know is of value to other people, the nerves start to shift and change. When you make it about them versus making it about what they think of me, it's a different experience from a speaking perspective. And then if you forget something, don't worry about it. They don't know what you don't tell them. Maybe you've given them an outline, so maybe they know. I don't know if it's a meeting agenda, perhaps. But be confident in what you know. Show up with the intention to be of service and to share the knowledge that you have. And then also acknowledge whatever you're worried about. Like if you can name it with your audience, then it's no longer a barrier to being received as intended. And you can move forward with confidence. Again, you hit it right on the head. You know, the the audience, they, they're rooting for you. They want you to succeed. And so unless you, you know, just really go off the rails and lose them immediately, they're, they're probably going to be okay. Um, I heard this tip a couple of years ago, and I, I use it maybe about 25% of the time. Maybe that's my problem. I should use it more. But uh, for a PowerPoint, um, instead of having, you know, your two or three bullet points or your one bullet point, this person said, don't, after the title slide, just have pictures, just have illustrations mm-hmm. to, you know, drive home your point. Maybe it's two or three different pictures, but uh, the words will come to you because you know your presentation. They don't know if you skipped this or did this out of order. Uh, so the same kind of thought. And I've used it a couple of times, particularly with parents, you know, um, you know, scenes of, you know, a parent maybe not displaying the greatest behavior on the sideline or, or a kid, uh, you know, that's elated in victory. And then another one where they're crushed in defeat and okay, you know, parents, how are you going to respond to your child when, when that's them? So again, Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to steal your presentation, but that just uh, popped out for me again. No, that's great. And I think, I think about my own presentation, so much of my slides and, you know, people ask, are you willing to share the slide deck? And I say, absolutely. And but my caveat is there's not a lot of information on those slides. It's mostly for me, little reminders, and many of them are visual. Of, oh yeah, I wanna talk about this thing at this point in the presentation. And I might have you know a word or two or a definition just to create a shared understanding with the audience. But so much of my slide deck is just little, like little markers for me of where I wanna take the conversation based off of what I know the audience has requested during our time together. It's interesting you bring that up too, Jake, because the same coach that's giving the presentation, I asked, you know, kind of what's the content? Do you have slides? Do you have video? And she mentioned having video. And I said, what's your plan for while the video is playing? And she said, well, it doesn't have any sound. So I'm just going to talk over the video while they're watching. I said, great. And she did mention that she's doing a trial run of this to a different group prior to the main presentation. I said, It'd be interesting, I think, if in your trial run, you try a little different format with the video. Before you hit play on the segment that you're going to show them, tell them what you want them to watch for. And then maybe during the video, pause after that action has happened and ask someone to relay what they saw. And then re-emphasize what they're looking for and finish the rest of the video. Because if someone's watching while we're talking, they're trying to both observe and listen at the same time, which can cut down on our ability to do either. So I was like, prime them with what you want to see. And then let them see it and observe for themselves, ask them about what they saw, and then really emphasize the point as you continue the rest of the video. So I truly don't believe there's one best or right way to do it. It's whatever's best for your audience. It is fun to play around with the possibilities, though. 
But I, I like that uh, suggestion. And, 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 you know, you know, silence can be very powerful uh, yes. to, to, to drive home that message, uh, whatever message you're presenting. Wow. Always great, great stuff. Um, Betsy, uh, if, if one of our listeners wants to find out more about your program uh, and maybe just pick your brain a little bit, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? You can go to BetsyButterick.com. All of the links to my social media are on that webpage. There's also a contact form, depending on what it is that you're looking for, whether it's services for yourself or your organization. So that would be the best place to go. I'd also recommend going to YouTube if you're looking to increase the quality of your own communication. There's a series of ACT videos. ACT stands for Active Communication Technique, and these videos are three minutes or less there's 40 of them, and they're designed to give anybody something that they can do today to improve the way that we communicate and connect with each other. So if you're looking for something you can take action on right now, go to YouTube, put in Betsy Butterick, pick any of the ACT videos, start there. If you're looking for something a little bit different or you'd simply like to connect, then I would go to BetsyButterick.com. All right. As always, uh, Betsy Butterick, the communication coach, we appreciate you sharing your time with us on Wednesday Wisdom. Thank you, Jake. For listeners, uh, remember the Zoom recordings of every interview get uploaded to our YouTube channel. Uh, we appreciate you listening today. Come back next Wednesday for another segment of Wednesday Wisdom and just about every day on the Educational AD Podcast. Before we go, we want to uh, acknowledge our sponsors just one more time. Uh, Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration. Uh, go to finalforms.com slash jake. For more information about final forms, I want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com. Get 10% off if you mention the podcast. Our code is ADPOD10. Start creating custom content for your school social media channel. We want to thank Snap Mobile. Uh, they've got an entire suite of platforms to help you do your job better as an athletic director. Fundraising, uh, website construction, spirit gear, you name it. Uh, go to OnSnap, that's onsnap.com for more information. I want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. If you're not using a survey with your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out on some incredible information and data. Talk to the folks at athleticsurveys.com and let them help you take your program from good to great. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. Start selling your tickets digitally. That's hometownticketing.com. I want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. If you're looking for a great way to display your school's record boards for all your sports or your school's Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. I want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive, indoor scoring tables and video boards. You heard me mention uh, we've got a Sideline Interactive indoor scoring table in our gym. And it's just terrific. Go to sidelineinteractive.com to check out their great products. And we want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com. Turn your school into a Huddle school. Uh, their smart cameras, the mobile apps, uh, of course, they've got analytics. It's all there at huddle.com. Thanks again for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast. And come back next Wednesday for another episode of Wednesday Wisdom.